Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply when Chicanos do something similar, like the same thing, it's like all of a sudden it's ghetto. What is up, everyone, and welcome to episode 24. I am your host, Alanized, and this is Noche de Pendejadas. Para todas las pendejas allá en casita que se están preguntando qué chingados es esto, escuchen. Noche de Pendejadas is a weekly episodic show where I go ahead and bring your favorite influencers to chismear, have some cocktails, and see what the fuck they've been up to. So si tú quieres ver a tu influencer favorito, hazme un gran favor and drop their usernames down below. La semana pasada les trajimos a la invitada especial Bella y esta semana les traemos una invitada igual de chingona. Please help me welcome my guest tonight, recording artist J-Rock! Hello, hello. I feel like, you know, this has been in the works for such a long time. Uh-huh. Hasta que se nos hizo, you guys. I remember we had spoken about it one time when we were on live. Yeah, on TikTok. On TikTok live. <laughs> and I hit you up. Did I hit you up? Yes, right? But then I left you kind of on yeah. red. No, not even on red. I just yeah. didn't open it because I got fucking busy, you guys. And then the other day I was like, oh my, I literally was watching your story and I was uh-huh. like, oh my God, I literally forgot to fucking reply the last time we had like scheduled something. So, yeah. el otro día no estaba haciendo nada you know like those days where you're just in bed just kind of like figuring out your fucking life yeah and then i was like i'm gonna do it now porque si no va a venir la pinche semana and i'm gonna fucking forget again so thank you so much for being here with us today yeah of course you guys drove a long way today yeah i was like three-ish hours um it was funny too because it's like literally from like one day to the next like oh tomorrow okay cool i was literally telling her i was like 
like, are you down? And she's like, yeah, just let me know when. And I was like, uh, do you want to do tomorrow? No, first it was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Because I was like, okay, maybe I'll do like for next week. Uh-huh. But then I was like, wait, I can't. Tuesday, I was like, what about tomorrow? We made it work, you guys. So aquí la tenemos para todos ustedes allá en casita que no conocen a J-Rocks. I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to her para que ella les diga un poquito más de quién es y qué hace. Um, what's up, everybody? My name is J-Rocks. I am an upcoming artist. I'm a singer. I'm 19 years old. I am from a very, very, very small city. It's not on the map yet. It's called El Central California. It's pretty much it. I've been knowing you for a long time now. Mm-hmm. I want to say over a year already because for those of you guys that have been following me and writing with me for such a long time, I was actually hosting your album release party last February. We're a whole year later, you guys, and I'm like, me la voy a traer porque yo sé que J-Rocks, you guys, es otra persona diferente a lo que eras en ese entonces. <laughs> How do you feel that you've grown as an artist throughout this whole year and a half? It's actually crazy because I've I've learned so much about the industry and just being there, it's like, it's nothing like what you imagine that it is. I don't know, it's just, it's crazy because like, I still feel like a normal person too, like, because my hometown is real small, so like, when I go places like to the mall or like to go get groceries real quick or whatever, people always recognize me and I'm like, what the heck? And they think I'm like so famous or whatever and it's just like, I just, I still feel so normal. Um, I'm just like, I'm just doing what I love. Ya que la conocieron un poquito más, you guys, we're gonna go straight into the chisme porque yo sé que ustedes vinieron a conocerla and to get all the chisme of J-Rock so with that being said you guys we're gonna go ahead and head over to chisme and cocktails como pueden ver and just like J-Rock said you're 19 so obviamente legally she can't drink and I don't even think you drink right no I don't so we're gonna go ahead and cheers to some water and she's just gonna <laughs> pretend she's getting fucked up with water para poder sacar la chisme amigas so pa arriba pa abajo pa el centro y pa dentro Mm. <laughs> Before we get started with the real questions, I mm. want to know a little bit more about J-Rocks because I feel like muchos de ustedes que la conocen know more J-Rocks the artist and not really J-Rocks the person. Quiero saber cómo fue tu juventud. I want to know how your childhood was and at what point in your childhood did you decide you wanted to be a singer? I okay, when I was little, I actually sucked at singing. But one time, my dad was watching um, some boxing fights, and there was, like, a girl singing the national anthem. And I thought she sounded so cool, so I was like, I could do that. And so I started to learn the national anthem <laughs> just because I heard that. And I would practice it over and over and over and over again and until I had the confidence to show my mom. And I was like, Mom, does this sound good? And she lied to me and told me yes. <laughs> and she said yes, so ever since that day, I kept singing. That was when I was, uh, like, seven years old, and so I just kept singing ever since then. And I got really into music. Uh, my dad bought me an iPod, and it had, like, like Adele, Eminem, and whatever, and I would sit there and write the lyrics because we didn't have a computer, and so I would just like write down what I would hear, and I would practice the songs over and over and over and over and over again, and I just really got into music, and I just... I just loved it and I never thought being a singer was realistic um one because it sounds really dumb when I was little I didn't know that Mexicans could be singers no, no for real though I didn't know that like I didn't know that I thought it was just like like no offense like, I thought it was just white people that could make music so I was like I didn't know and so that's why I just never thought it was realistic because I was thinking like Britney Spears Hannah Montana type stuff I was like my life my life is not going to be like that and so I got older whatever and then when I was like 14 um 14, 15, that's around the time That's around the time that my favorite artist passed away It's not funny, but I just can't stop laughing His name is XXXTentacion, I have like four tattoos for him And when he passed away, it really inspired me And it brought out a whole other side of me that I didn't even know existed And that's when I really started to 
take music seriously and I started writing and all I would do is write, 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 write. Because I thought it was unfair that he was taken away from people and that they wouldn't get to have him on this earth anymore and they wouldn't get to enjoy his art anymore. So I thought I want to continue his legacy by doing something similar and having a similar influence. And so I started to get heavily, heavily into music. That's all I would do. You asked my parents, my whole high school was about music. And then when I was like around 16, 17, that's when I got real serious because that's when you have to start thinking about college and blah, blah, blah. And I told my parents, I always said, I never want to go to college. Like I don't want to. And everyone in my family thought I was crazy, but my parents, they like always believed in me. I remember I would get small shows, like there'd be like 20 people there. And and I say most of those people were my family members and the tickets to get in were like a dollar. <laughs> and so it was it was um, it was really cool, you know, like that little experience that I have in those memories with my family. So that's when I realized I wanted to, to be serious with it. And so I just kept writing from there. And then when I graduated high school, that was actually during COVID. So I didn't have a graduation or nothing. And I kind of loved it because that means I, I was trapped at home, which means all I did was music. And so I started working on an EP. Um, I was also going to college at the time, but it was like online and I didn't want to go. But like my parents were like, you have to do something else. So I was doing online courses. Then one day, randomly, like I was for a week straight, I had got into, back into MC Magic's music out of nowhere, like literally just out of nowhere. And so for a week straight, I was like bumping him and I kept talking about him. I was like, mom and dad, like one day I want to collab with him. It's kind of random. I wasn't like super, super into that music, but I still did like it. So then I told my dad, I don't know where I was like, dad, I want to write a Spanish song. And so he helped me because I, I don't speak Spanish. I'm not fluent in it. I understand very little, but he thought I was crazy for wanting to write a Spanish song because like that doesn't really make sense. And so uh, we wrote that my, my song, it's called Mi Amor. It's my first Spanish song and I learned it well enough to have it memorized and then literally a few days later I had gone live with MC Magic because he was going live with fans and I was like what the heck because he chose me I didn't think he was gonna pick me and he picked me because of my username my username is antisocial extrovert and I remember my my parents used to think like why'd you change that they were like that's a weird username and I was like I, I just like it because uh, of a Kendrick Lamar song and so I had it like that for years and magic's like that's what caught my attention was your username and so that's why he chose me and so I sang to him on live and then the rest it is just history. it took off from there and so I don't know so a part of me kind of feels like it was luck, but then a part of me also feels like that was my destiny. Like that was like meant to, I was meant to be an artist and I don't think anything else, you know? I have a lot of questions porque nos dio tanta información. I have <laughs> like two, three questions that just peeked out of there. I want to go a little bit back. You know, yeah. I've seen so many videos of you as a child, you know, performing in talent shows, doing stuff. How was that inner child of you? Like, like now that you look back, you're like, damn, like I really was manifesting this from the beginning because as someone like myself, I used to be an honor choir. Like, yes, I was doing that as a kid for fun, but never in my wildest dreams was like, I want to be a singer. Like, <laughs> what was it like as a child where you're already thinking like, I'm going to do this for a living or was it just like for fun at the time? Um, when I was a kid, it was definitely for fun because I always wanted to be a teacher. Like, that was, like, my dream job to be a teacher. <laughs> like, I would force all my cousins to do, like, this fake homework that I would make on the computer and print it out. I would make them have grades and all this stuff. So I was, like, kind of like a dictator when I was a kid, you know? And, like, I'm still like that, too. Like, you know, like, I like to be in control of everything. And so, like, I had that in my mind. Like, I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. Like, my whole life I wanted to be a teacher. The music was kind of, like, I loved it. And it was, like, kind of a hobby as a, as a child, you know? And I used to want to have a YouTube channel um, and all that when I was little. But I never actually did it. And I just really, really started taking... Um, everything seriously when I was like 14, 15. Now let's forward to that, you know, live with MC Magic. Mm -hmm. You know, she went live with MC Magic yes. and, you know, later on you ended up signing a whole 
ass, you know, record deal with Nasty Boy Record. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? How did, you know, did that catch you off guard? Because you went from singing a live song to, you know, recording an actual song with him to then later, you know, signing with him. What was the process behind the scenes to all that? Um, Yeah, it was like a shock to me because like, especially as a fan, like imagine, like that's crazy. And so I was, I was shocked most definitely, but Magic told me like, from the first day that he met me, he was like, "Like Jay, you're a star. Like that's it," and and I was like, "Really? <laughs> like real?" <laughs> and so um, he definitely opened up a lot of doors for me, and he taught me so much, like about the industry and just like you know how to be basically like my own boss and and just how to do everything. And he opened up doors, like you know, like to the to the more Spanish genres, and and I got to explore a different side of my artist artistry that I didn't even know existed. Uh, but it was really cool and it was very unexpected because it was originally we were only supposed to record one song Mi Amor and it turned into a full album and now we're like best friends so it's it's really crazy and it, he feels more like family now too I don't know like it, it is crazy like how it just went from that like I was just like just fangirling for him like one week and then the next week it's like I literally got to meet him in real life the music industry is real shady you know people are super shady and, and whatnot so when Magic told told me like okay let me get in contact with your parents like let's set up a, a time and place to meet me and my dad thought that he was like not ever gonna show up we thought he wasn't gonna follow through with what he was saying because a lot of people are like that he literally like within a few days was like already like planning the trip and he went out there and we recorded literally in my living room like it was just it was so surprising like how fast and how consistent he was you know MC Magic has actually been a guest I think mm-hmm. he was a guest on our second season of Noche de Pendejadas him being such an established artist him no- him being in the industry for so long he saw you and he's like you know what i see talent i see a star obviously he told you that Mm -hmm. and he was like i'm gonna you know dedicarme to build you as the star that you are early last year you know you released your album princesa Mm -hmm. and i feel like if you guys haven't heard the album princesa go check it out but i feel like this album is definitely super super different than any album you know i've ever listened to i feel like a lot of the time artists tend to stick to one genre mm-hmm. tend to stick to you know si voy a sacar corridos van a ser todos corridos si van a sacar trap va a ser todo trap but your album has a <laughs> mixture of cumbia has a mixture of everything what was the reason you decided to go that route it's because okay to be honest i grew up listening to everything like there's no limit to what I listen to you know like I said literally in the car right now me and my dad we can go from listening to Eminem to Nirvana to SPM to just like random stuff and so I grew up listening to music like that it was never just like we only like one thing so I felt myself like as an artist to put myself in a box is like the least artist thing that I could ever do because art is everything and and art is everywhere so it's like you can't you can't put yourself in a box you can't label yourself as anything and not only that but my favorite artist um X he was uh he was super into doing different genres you know he even did Spanish he did every genre that he could possibly do before he passed away and so I wanted to you know that inspired me to do something similar because I was like I don't have to do just one thing I could do everything so when we were recording our album I would tell Magic like oh I like this song I want to make a song like this or I like this song I want to make a song like this so everything that I like I just put it into that album and it just 
came to be that as an upcoming artist you know i feel like that can be something super super risky to do because i feel like <laughs> especially when you're trying to get your name out there your mm. first your first album like we're not even talking about like your fifth sixth album it's your first album i feel like it could be super risky because you know a lot of the time like you can confuse an audience like oh mm. shit que canta canta cumbia canta you know chicano yeah. rap or que canta was that ever a concern to you and your team like fuck look we might be risking it but we can also you know take the risk and you know a lot of great stuff can happen to it was there ever that like combo um not really like in my, in my mind because i was like if anything it's better to show them that you could do everything because then you can you can connect with so much more people like that than just be like no i only mess with these types of people yeah because like and then only those types of people are gonna like you um i think that like i said art is like people who truly appreciate art they're gonna appreciate art and people who are closed-minded are just closed-minded and that's why i wanted to just do everything from the jump so that way i didn't get put into a box so early on in my career because if i were to do something like for example like purely chicano music right and i'll have a whole album full of music only like that then i would get put in this box that if i were to ever try pop or if i were to ever try punk music or if i were to try um rap whatever i want to try or to do people would automatically put me in a box already because that's their first perception of me from whatever it is that i have out so if i kind of just throw everything at them all at once and it's like this is what i'm capable of doing you want me to do a cumbia i could do a cumbia you want me to do mariachi i could do mariachi you want me to do a corrido i could do a corrido you want me to do pop i could do pop you know like i can do literally anything and everything because i just i'm like a musical chameleon like there's like nothing there's nothing that's gonna that could stop me from doing any like style or genre like you know Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. It really does show in your music that you genuinely like put so much into your album, your music, y todo, because si ustedes escuchan an album, you guys, it literally takes you on a fucking roller coaster. Like one time you're like over here crying, then <laughs> you you feel in love, then you're over here trying to get hyped up. And it's such an amazing album and I'm so happy and so proud that I was able to be a part of the release. You know, back in February, you guys, I genuinely feel like the person that's sitting right here in my chair is so different from the person <laughs> that like was releasing that 
that album. What do you feel has made you get so much confidence? What has made you, you know, create this new persona that like is here with us today? Um, to be honest, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't say create, like created a new persona. I would feel like this is always who I've been, but I've always been so scared. And it's kind of like, I always like to use the term rip the bandaid off, like just rip off the bandaid. Like who cares? Because when um, one of my songs on the album, is called I Belong to You, that I, re- I wrote that song for my Tata because he passed away on the 4th of July in 2020. And ever since that happened, I literally felt a shift in, in like my life. Like nothing feels the same as it did before. And whenever something tragic like that happens, like you, I feel like you're reborn and I feel like I was reborn into like life is so short and literally nothing matters. Like, I don't care what anyone thinks. I like, it's just so, it's just that simple. It's like, just don't care because like I said, it's like, it's, it's just, it's too short to care. And not only that, but when you go your whole life trying to be what other people want you to be or pretending to be something you're not, you are going to forever live in the handcuffs mentally of other people. And you're not setting yourself free doing exactly what you want. I actually have a tattoo on my arm, so it says, what is real will prosper. And that was one of X's quotes, because I truly believe that I think that anyone who ever became anything great in life was because they're real. And you have these people like, yeah, they blow up. They're, they're famous for a few months, whatever, but they don't last. There's no longevity in their career. And you have people like, say, Kanye West, who's like, people think he's crazy, whatever, whatever, but he's real. That's who he is. And it's like, he doesn't care what people think, how weird he is, crazy, whatever they want to say he made it to the top because he was different and he was real and he's just being who he is and that's like I feel like that's the key to everything is just being who you are so I ripped the band-aid off of myself and I was like everything that you think and the perception that you want people to have of you just be that so that way it can exist instead of just always like being in your mind you know what I mean like when you're trying to have people see you a certain way and you're wondering why they don't see you that way it's because you're too scared like just be it and that's how they're gonna see it so like I don't know. Like, I just don't care. Like, I just don't care. And I guess a lot of times, too, like, when I meet people, when I talk to people, when they really get to know me, a lot of the times, like, they like me or we click so easily because I'm able to to understand them. And it's like I'm so judgment-free because I'm, I myself am, like, free from other people's judgment so I don't judge others. I don't know. Like like I say, like, it's, I mean, it's it, this is bigger than even just an artist's image. This is just how I am as a person. It's just like you, you just free yourself from the chains of what people think of you. And that's what's really going to attract people to you. Like, you know, no one cares what you own. No one cares how much money you make. No one cares who you know. No one, it's like, it's about you at the end of the day. And I feel like that's just how I see it. Like, that's my perspective on life. And so it makes me more relatable as an artist because people people don't want to talk to someone who's like really cocky or egotistical or acts like they're on this um like there's tears to a human being it's just you're a good person or you're a bad person was it hard for you to go online and be like you know what i'm tired i'm gonna show them how i really am because i feel like especially when you're dealing with online i feel like a lot of hate can come from it from the start of your you know when you launched your album you know there was a lot of support but there was also a lot of hate you know what i mean oh yeah (laughs) and i feel like hate especially when you're getting into the industry when you're really entering something that you love can sometimes you know set people back because they get 
it gets into their head super quick. How is it for you to deal with hate, especially on social media? Because you still seeing you guys, you guys know that you've blown up over the past year on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I feel like TikTok, you know, for a lot of people has been such an amazing platform. And I feel like for you, it's helped you so much as an artist, as a person. But, you know, there's also been so much people in the comments, you know, attacking you for any little thing that you've done. How has it been you as a person <laughs> to deal with all that hate? Um, it's like at first I was real sensitive to the hate because I was like a little girl, you know, it's like and and when you have so much love from your, your peers and your family and whatever, and then you go onto the Internet and it's like so many hate comments you're just like what like i thought i was good or i thought whatever so i used to be real sensitive at first i used to actually cry when i would read hate comments i was like when i was like 14 15 but then i started to grow confidence because it's like if you don't think that you're good or like you're the best like you don't believe in yourself you're not ever gonna like make it like there's you know so you have to believe in yourself first and other people you have to have that confidence within yourself so um i started like to just not care. You just can't care because these people don't know how many hard like and, and long days and nights that you have to of work that you have to put into to get everything accomplished and all the ideas, all the money behind everything. Like they don't they don't see that and they don't understand that. So it's like one comment or a few words of someone's day that they're going to forget about it later on in that day shouldn't affect you you should forget about it as well because it's not going to affect that person they're going to forget about it so don't don't let it ruin your visions and 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 what you truly believe in so like i don't know like i just don't care about hate comments anymore they'll literally come at you for anything they get mad at me for how i do my lip combo they get mad at me for like literally how i say stuff like and at this point i'm just like I just don't even care anymore. And and a lot of the, my hate first came from like people like, oh, you're a fake chola, fake chicana, whatever, whatever. That was a big thing for a very long time. And I remember I would get clowned like on TikTok, like especially if people liked me, like other people would be telling them stuff because in high school I was like really emo. And I still am like on the inside. And I always say I'm a rockera on the inside. But like um, I had like, you know, the big old boots and like my hair was dyed. It still is. And like I used to wear, you know, these big old chains and like pants whatever so that's how people remember me from high school but i still i grew up heavily with the chicano culture that doesn't strip me from like who i am you know just dressing how i feel doesn't strip me from my culture at all so whenever i started to kind of get more involved um with my culture in terms of the style people got really mad and like i said i just got so much hate for it and i hate it because it is like they have like a it's a what is it called perspective like a perception of you like they from have high a, school yeah and then they have a perception too of like what a chicana or a chola should be because i'm not a chola first of all i never said i was and they and they they confuse the two like they confuse both of those things and so that's why people were getting mad because they're like oh you don't bang and you don't do this and i was like well duh when did i ever say that i do that i never said that so um that's what was like my biggest thing at first and everything else that I get hated on my personality, I really don't care because I like myself the way that I am. So those comments don't affect me. It's just like the, I guess, like rumors or people trying to start stuff that there, it doesn't even exist. You know what I mean? Um, but like I said, at first it, it used to kind of get to me, but now I just don't care. And I remember I had a convo with you back in February last year during the album release party because I was getting a lot of hate during that live stream. Oh, you were getting yeah, a lot of hate. The comments. It was just crazy, you guys. For a moment, even I was kind of like, fuck. It was about you, but then they were like turning it about me, about my weight, about this, about that. And then yeah, they were like they were going judging crazy. you. 
everybody was going crazy in the comments and i remember you know after finishing the live i remember having a combo with you like oh you know what people are gonna hate regardless you know there's times where i feel like people online see someone doing amazing seeing someone doing great stuff mm -hmm. and sometimes it's jealousy if we're being 100 honest like these people wish they can be in the spot that you're in and they think you're lucky they think that you know yeah. you got you know people paid this much money to put you where you are and it's not about luck it's not about you know who paid the most money it's about you know the hard work you've put in because even prior to you you know signing with mc magic you've been putting in the work you know you've been writing like you said your own music your own songs you know and it's crazy because a lot of the time what us people online forget is that any hate we get any you know controversy we go through or anything that people throw at us it speaks more about them than it does about us mientras que tú sepas quién eres como persona como artista that's mm. all that should matter you know and i I feel like at the end of the day it's it's easier said than done but like get the valia you know you touched something super important right now about you know a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes in the industry how has it been for you you know for like your hardships and struggles being a female in the industry you're in um to be honest i wouldn't even well how can i wear this <laughs> i wouldn't really say a lot of the struggles I guess come from like being a girl even though that is like a big thing in the music industry because you know like there's over sexualization and like you know predatory people whatever but that hasn't really been my problem because I have a really good team that they like they protect me it's like they're all like my deals or something like that it's like I feel like I have like five dads um <laughs> but I would say like one of the biggest things that's like I guess is that's a struggle is just being Chicana like because our culture is so strong that sometimes people feel like you can't be anything else that if you dress this way you're instantly not chicana if you talk this way you're instantly not chicana if you do your makeup this you're ins and it's like they don't understand that it's in your blood like you can't change that no matter what and i feel like that's like one of the biggest struggles that people forget that human beings are not one like one dimensional uh beings like we are everything and we're everything around us like we're products of our environment so it's like you cannot just like only one thing or be only one way and that's like i feel like been one of my biggest biggest issues so it's like like i don't know some some people think that i just can't do anything else and that kind of like irks me and it's really frustrating because they put you in a box before they can even see your potential they don't even let you they don't even let you try like they literally don't even let you try and so it's like how can you prove yourself you, they don't even let you prove yourself you know what i mean and then whenever you do try new things you're like oh well that's not for you you need to stick to this or you need to be like this like they just they think they like know everything you know what i mean and so i would definitely say like the biggest struggle with me like musically has been that and also because i always say there has not been a single artist like in all of history a chicana artist that has made it mainstream and i'm talking about like lady gaga britney spears type level like that has never happened like ever 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 and i know a lot of people would use selena as an example but she was more of a tejana than like a chicana you know what i mean and even then she got a lot of her fame uh, after she died and so that sucks because she didn't get to, to get to live it through you know what i mean to see like all the all the fans and all the love that they have for her and like our culture now and but even then it was it was just different because uh she wasn't really chicana she didn't rep that culture you know what i mean and people to this day they still have a stigma that like 
Chicanos is like cholos and like gang banging and it's like ghetto. And so it's kind of hard to like, I don't want to say break out of that image, but it's hard to break out of the negative things that that come with having that image. I, I could complain about that all I want, but I'm gonna just keep working on on proving to people that I that I that we're not just that. Like that we are not just that. Cause people have talked about this over and over and over and over about the being Chicano in the music industry. But like I haven't really seen anybody change it. I just wanna I just wanna change it so I could just not be a conversation anymore and like just prove and, and hopefully open up doors for other Chicano artists that want to do different things so that they don't have to you know keep rapping over oldies beats or whatever like they could do more than that they could be anything that they want to be and that their culture shouldn't keep them grounded or make them feel like they're stuck with something that's not completely them that's very important that you mentioned that because I feel like a lot of like the Chicano culture I feel like it, it's not mainstream you know and if you know like you mentioned there's other artists that are of Latin de descent and everything that have gotten mainstream but it's the culture that you're repping it's the you know the people that you're singing to like that don't get that same mainstream spot why do you think it hasn't become a mainstream genre i personally feel like because the chicano culture is first of all it's it is really small compared to a bunch of other cultures because sometimes even our own people don't claim us like mexicans like you have mexican mexicans like mexicans that come from mexico you know they weren't born here they don't like us you know but we are a part of them so it's like even if our own people kind of divide us it's like how can we expect others to accept us and so there's already that okay there's a lot of division and we're already like a minority and two the culture is just so specific to the culture that when we're rapping about or when they're rapping about um the way that we dress the way we talk the everything about the culture other people cannot relate to it because it is so deeply embedded in us and it's just like so specifically ours that it's very hard for other people to relate to it and that's why I feel like it hasn't gone mainstream just because like I said it's so it's so there's so much culture involved you know other people just can't relate to it because that's not everybody's culture and like I said there's nothing wrong with representing your culture matter of fact I think it's like one of the most important things ever and that's that's been one of my biggest things ever since I started making music is to make sure that I represent my culture because I don't want to forget about it and I never claim it and and whatnot even like listening to you and hearing you I feel like I'm like seen so much shit in so many different perspectives because you see a lot of like you know the mainstream artists like the carol g's the you know the really big mainstream artists and you really if you really the us up inside their lyrics their lyrics are very general lyrics like mm. everyone parties everyone drinks yeah everyone, like their lyrics talks about things that can appeal Everybody. to such a big audience as yeah. opposed to like your chicano genre it's more appealing on a personal level you guys talk about you know what you guys are going through not necessarily what everyone goes through yeah. and i feel like it's really important you know like like you said like you're gonna do more than just have a conversation you want to work your ass off to be able to you know prove the people wrong that you know your cultura your genre can be on that same mainstream level not only that but like it's never been cool to be chicano first of all that's one of the biggest things that i feel like too because it's like every other culture um Everyone wants to be that. Everyone wants to be something else. But Chicano culture has always been like, no, we're ghetto. Or nobody that that's not cool. That 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 Chicano rap is whack. Or whenever a Chicano rapper, um, even I just did it right now, but for the sake of the example, like a rapper that happens to be Chicano, and when he starts rapping, he automatically they call it Chicano rap because just because of who he is, and not that I want 
the term Chicano rap to be negative, but I'm just saying, like, look at how they automatically do that, how they won't just be like, oh, he's a rapper. It's like, oh, he's a Chicano rapper. He does Chicano rap. And it's not just like, he's he's a talented rapper. This is like no no shade at all or anything, but you see there's like most rappers, obviously nowadays they're black. And a lot of people love the black culture, which is amazing that they were able, they, they were able to do that and have so much influence um, in the music industry and, you know, um, in mainstream media. And whatnot, but like I said, you have a lot of little kids that that they want to be like that, and they think it's cool. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. But the difference is that their culture is glamorized, and ours is looked down upon. And it's always been like that. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody like, whatever anyone thinks or wants to say, like that's the proof. Look at how these kids are nowadays. Like you could see that they are heavily influenced by you know the mainstream hip hop culture, and that's mostly black artists, and and that's really good for them. But that's, I'm proving, the point that I'm trying to prove is that when Chicanos do something similar, like the same thing, it's like all of a sudden it's it's ghetto or it's like whack or it's scandalous or whatever they want to say. Tell me like how many little kids, like this is just a real example. How many little kids want to be like Tupac? And then how many kids want to be like one of the most known um, rappers in the Chicano genre is like Little Rob. You know what I mean? Like let's just do a comparison and let's be real. It's it's a huge difference, you know what I mean? And Little Rob has had a huge impact on the Chicano culture, but that's it and there's no way to break out of that to like um to go to the mainstream because like I said people are they they just like they just look down on us. And like I said, no matter what anybody wants to say and no matter how much the media tries to taint the image of the hip hop culture and whatnot, the influence still stands. The influence still stands no matter what people think, you know? And that's the point that I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, the media is going to try to make them look bad, like old gangsters and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, their influence is ridiculous. Like, it's up there. My next question, get the thing, you know, you brought him up, Rob. You know, it's crazy because you've done collabs with MC Magic, you know, Bella the Rapper, and you did such an amazing amazing song with him you know that I belong to you which I feel like has become such an iconic song I feel like when <laughs> it came out like I love the video I love everything and a lot of people don't know your mom's in the video oh, yeah, you know mom. your mom is basically <laughs> his wife his wife how is it like to you know collab on a song with such an iconic person in you know the Chicano genre I was shocked like I was real shocked that he um agreed to the feature because before like actually meeting Rob Magic had told me like he's like Rob doesn't collab with anybody like he doesn't collab with anybody so we weren't I didn't think he was gonna say yes and then when he said yes I was like what like that's that's ridiculous but it's cool at the same time I was like that's crazy and I didn't um actually get to work in the studio with Rob because he sent back his verses but then after the song was like completed and then we met at the music video shooting and, and all that stuff and the album release party um you know me and Rob have actually grown close and like it's it's so cute because like every time I see him he calls me like his little homegirl and that's why I say like my home team my whole team just feels like I have a bunch of theos you know um and so it's just like it's crazy like that i grew up listening to these people and now they're just like my friends like yeah. <laughs> like my best friends and uh i don't know it is it's really like it's really really crazy like even to this day i'm just like like it's just funny and i remember one thing that i remember too like well rob told me at the album release party he was like just be careful what you wish for ain't eh? like that you know how he talks and um i was like what is he talking about because it was before i even had like any i guess type of clout or whatever and i mean i guess now i kind of understand him a little bit but i still i still love what i do but yeah like just how we were talking about like you know like with the online stuff and everything it comes with 
it comes with the price, you yeah. know, just like everything does. And I feel like that's so crazy because even when I filmed with MC Magic, you guys, he performed Aquí en mi sala, mm-hmm. like literally right here where you're at. With this talk box. And <laughs> it was such a surreal moment for me because I grew up listening to his music. Also, Lil Rob, when I saw him perform, uh-huh. literally like, literally aquí de distancia, when you guys performed at your album release party, it was such like a, you know, a little like a dream come true as a child you know you listen to this music and for you obviously it must have felt even greater because like you weren't just seeing your favorite people perform you were actually working with them and i feel like that must have felt great yeah it's a very surreal feeling i actually have a a funny little story or cool story the day that we did my album release party uh little rob was you know scheduled to perform and i had wanted my favorite little rob song is linda mujer Uh and so i wanted him to perform that and it turns out that he had Prior to that day, he had never performed that live, like, ever. So, I guess they were, like, trying to surprise me, and Magic had asked Rob if he could perform that. He was like, no. And then <laughs> and then when uh, Magic had told him, like, Jay requested it, though, then he was like, okay, like, I'll, I'll do it for Jay. So, he that was the first time he performed Linda Mujer, but it's crazy because the story behind Linda Mujer is that he wrote that song for his grandma, I believe, yes, his grandma that passed away, and he was trying to write the song about her, but he told me that it was too hard for him, so he ended up turning Lina Mujer into a love song. And the reason why that's super crazy, literally, I was so shocked when I found out because that's exactly what happened with the song I Belong to You. It was That song was supposed to be about my tata and his life and everything, but it was so hard to write about it, and I would just like break down too much so that we just ended up turning it into a love song. And Little Rob happened to be the feature on that. So I just thought, like, that's, like, a ridiculous, like, it's just, like, coincidence. Co- weird was, yeah. coincidence. Like, it's real, like, kind of scary almost. But so that's when he performed Linda Mujer that day, I started crying because I was, like, like you, I just felt so connected to him after that, you know? It was, like, a whole full circle, you know? Mm-hmm. And going back to what you mentioned in the beginning of the interview, you know, you used to do little concerts for 20, 30 people. And like you mentioned, those 20, 30 people were majority your family. How does it feel now to be touring, you know, and singing live to thousands and thousands of people? And let me go ahead and say something, you guys, because I know a lot of bitches back there, they'll be <laughs> like, they're not there for you. They're not there for you. Have you guys seen the videos of people yelling your name? They're there for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. How does that feel? Honestly, it feels, it's really crazy because like I said, I've never been afraid to perform either. I've never gotten nervous and nothing like that. Uh, So that's when I do these big shows. One time, I think our biggest show was like, 20 no i don't know if it was twenty thousand people it was a something grand like a few ten grand i don't i don't remember how big our biggest show was but it was huge and and i never get nervous uh so like i would say i was pretty prepared for tour but it is like such a huge difference from these like little tiny venues that i used to be doing because i'm telling you a majority of the people in there would be my family and they've always supported me and so now having people that they literally like cry when they meet me and they scream out my lyrics and and all this stuff is like what the heck like that's so ridiculously crazy but in a good way you know like i'll go to the front of the crowd and like the 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 front row of people like they'll stick out their hands like so i could like grab their hands and and all that and it's just like i don't know a surreal moment it is very surreal like i feel like every time i perform i come out of my body and i'm just like like what the heck like you get in the zone yeah it's just it's really it's really crazy and, and performing is like a very intimate thing for me you know i'm very 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 passionate about what i do it's just crazy it's it's really 
just the best word is surreal. They really do ride or die for you, you know? So it's so crazy and it's so amazing seeing you grow into this artist that I feel like you always wanted to be. I would have to say my fan base too. Like, I mean, and I even tell them, I don't really like to call them fans because they're like my little friends, like my best friends. They are crazy in the best way possible. It's kind of like, I feel like it's like a, it's a very cult-like fan base. Haven't been consistently even releasing projects, videos, nothing. And they still like, they go so hard for me and I just appreciate them for that so much, you know, and I'm always talking to them. I'm always talking to them on Snap, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on everything that I'm always make sure like to be a uh, constant in their lives because I know that some of them, they they just need that. And two, I, I don't have any friends. So like, <laughs> so like they're my friends, you know, like I'll go on live and it's like i say it's like a group facetime uh, i just like to like i said i just i just say what is real will prosper and so I, I just be that for them and i'm just very transparent with them i always just i tell them everything i tell them exactly how it is and like i said i just i couldn't appreciate them anymore and, and my my fans like or my supporters that are real die hard like they know me like the back of their hand and i've had a few like fans that i've met in person that they bring me like hyper specific gifts they write me cards with so many inside jokes like you know and so i just it's just it's crazy that that many people love me <laughs> all right you guys so ya después de tanto chisme como que ya ya we gotta you know go into something a little bit more divertido and Usually, I know you guys are waiting for the Wheel of Pendejadas, pero esta vez, you guys, tenemos a una invitada especial, tenemos un artista. Aquí tenemos, and I literally came up with this right now. I was like, you know what? I want to get Jay singing live. I've heard her singing live before, but quiero que ustedes la escuchen sin música, just with her raw voice. Jay is a multi-talented genre singing artist. Hoy les quiero enseñar un poquito de eso, you guys. So I'm going to give her three kind of genres or just kind of three different, como se dice, three different types of singing, whether it's like mu singing, rapping, and then we'll do punk. Are you ready? I'm always ready. <sighs> okay, we're going to do a singing genre. Okay. So this is my number one song that everybody loves it, and it's called Princesa. So go like this. <clears throat> Yo soy tu princesa, tu eres mi loco, y por eso yo te entrego mi amor. Yo soy tu princesa, tu eres mi loco, y por eso yo te entrego el corazón. Period. That was good, you guys. Her, your voice is so powerful. Like I even got look. <laughs> you can see my little hair is like. Thank so you. the next genre, a little rap song. Okay, so I'm not really a rapper, but I did rap in one of my songs, Two Chicanas. So let me see. So. Jenny69 actually did a little cameo because she's in the verse too, so it goes, Jenny pulls up with the rooftop missing. Haters in my comments, baby, why you tripping? Homie, I'm a vegan, I don't fuck with chickens. You can say it to my face, but I still won't listen. A mí no me importa lo que pienses de mí. Dicen que no quieren que yo gane, pero no se olvidan de mí. See, I've been sleeping, but y'all woke the giant. I know half you whack rappers in your bars be lying. Yeah, I said what I said in 19 taking it back because we going to the top and we ain't never coming back <laughs> you guys like just that change from like that first song to this one the next genre give us a punk okay this is unreleased it's called once upon a time so it goes like 
No, but I feel like it sounds good to hear. And I feel like, you know what's crazy? Aunque no haya music, every single song que cantas ahorita, you can tell the genre it is. Like, just by your voice, just by, you know, the different... Because for every little, you know, piece que nos diste, era como si era una persona diferente. And I feel like that's what people love about you, that you're right. able to give them something different with every song. Mm. You know, and you don't see that a lot because I feel like a lot of artists se quedan con el mismo genre and they write with it until, like, Segastan, and it's mm. crazy that you're able to do more than just one. All right, you guys, so Jacqueline escucharon un poquito cantar. I'm sure you guys got a lot of chills, también como yo. But we are approaching the end of today's episode. Y antes de que nos vayamos, you guys, I want to turn it over to Jay para que ella nos diga what is next for J Rocks. I just want to let you guys know that I'm actually on tour right now. This weekend, I'm going to be in Texas twice, and I'm also going to be in San Diego. And I have a bunch of other upcoming shows. Um, for this tour, you can buy the tickets at mcmagicconcerts.com. You'll find all the locations there. It'll have all the information. I'm also working on my Roquera EP. So for all my Roqueras out there, it's going to be a little bit different from the stuff that I have out right now. I'm also working on a brand new merch drop because I haven't dropped merch in a while. So I'm going to work. I'm working on a brand new merch shop, new designs and, and all that stuff. That's at jrocks.com. My Instagram is antisocial extrovert. My TikTok is jrocks. It is J-A-Y-R-O triple X. Uh, three X's, don't forget. And then that's the same as all my, it's the same as all my other social medias. My Twitter is J-Rock. And continue fucking streaming the Princesa album. Yeah, stream the Princesa album and you'll get prettier, trust me. So with that being said, you guys, make sure you guys head over and follow J-Rocks on all her social medias, which I'll leave below. And that will also appear right here on the screen para que ustedes vayan y corran a seguirla. Y también no se les olvide to follow me on all of my social medias so you guys won't miss any future episodes. And with that being said, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed today's episode as much as i enjoyed it thank you so much for being here with us today and opening up <laughs> and sharing so much about who you are as a person and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye guys today's episode is brought to you by angie angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well let me tell you there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you you watch them do it the right way and you go thank god i didn't try to do that myself <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.